Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in. This is Joey with Parable of the Day. If you guys are willing and able, turn with me in your Bibles to John 10. Today I'll be reading out of the NLT version. Um, John 10 has spoken into my life over the last six months, man, in ways that honestly are hard to explain. Uh, and if you guys get a chance, and if I honestly get a chance to record my testimony, it'll definitely be in there because it has helped shape and form my relationship with Christ. Like I said, over these last few months of just being very, not weary, but cautious on the voices that I'm listening to. Um, and you guys will find out why as we read along here. So I'm going to go ahead and start real quick in John 10. One. This is the parable of the good shepherd and his sheep. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and they come to him. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he had meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pasture. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and he doesn't care about the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and they... Excuse me. And there will be one flock with one shepherd... The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I may take it up again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to not only lay it down when I want, but also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said... He's demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Another said, This doesn't sound like a man who is possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? A jam-packed 
segment of scripture, no doubt. But something that speaks to me the most here, and I'm, I think I may have said at the beginning of this segment, was the importance of knowing his voice. You know, sheep, <laughs> if you guys don't know, sheep are not the smartest animals on the planet. But even they know their shepherd's voice. And so I sit here, you know, six, seven months ago, I'm at the fortress. I had just recently had chosen to come back there to to get back on the road of sobriety and, and in a relationship with him because he's always been calling my name. And I'm sitting there one day and the Lord says to open up to John 9, 10, and 11. Very, I mean, it's weird, but... You know, and you guys have to understand when I say he says to me, it's something that I felt in my spirit. Um, Not that it was a verbal, like you're hearing me now, but it was just this overwhelming feeling like this is what I needed to do. This is what my heart was, um, not my heart because our heart is deceitful. This is what my spirit was saying was to open up these books and and to just get in the word. Just seek me, Joey, seek me. So I get into the word and I start reading through nine And I get to 10 and I just start crying. Because man, as much as I thought that I knew his voice, I strayed away. And I gotta tell you the truth, there are times that I knew without a doubt, this was the Lord, this is his voice, and I still ran away. And I guess thank thank God that that's when he comes and he chases down that one out of the 99, am I right? How many of us, I mean, I'm sure everybody that has listened to this has counted some time in their life when they were that one out of the 99. We look into uh, verse 14. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Let's stop there. So 14 and 15, Jesus is now foreshadowing. Well, before we get there, I know my sheep and they know me. How do we get to know Jesus? We're thinking now it's right now it's it's 2019 in uh, what is it? November now. How do we get to know who Jesus is? And if you just shouted out through the word of God, then you are 160% correct because that is exactly how we get to know him. Not only who he is, but also how we can practice hearing his voice. There's a scripture in the word of God that says that we need to take every thought captive and hold it to the obedience of the word of God. And that's how personally I practice hearing his voice. That's how we get to know our shepherd. And just, so let's jump into 15. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Jesus was just there foreshadowing what was to come with him going to the cross for us. Man, have I taken that for granted so many times in my life. I've looked at it, this gruesome picture You know, we wear crosses, we have them hanging up in our houses, but this was an instrument of torture, of pain, and of suffering. 
I look at that whole picture of Jesus being on the cross for me. And am I moved? Absolutely. This man gave his life for me, but in my actions, on a day-to-day basis in my past, even though Jesus was calling me out, even though Jesus came and chased me down, it's almost like I looked at my shepherd, Jesus, and I said, get back on that cross, I'm not done sitting. That's deep, I know. Almost hard to hear, but before you go throwing stones at me, let's take a look real quick at at how you have dealt in your past with this situation. And no doubt I'm not trying to condemn or convict anybody. That is not my job. Conviction is the job of the Holy Spirit. But I do want to point out The love of the Father was not only to die for the house of Israel, but to die for Gentiles like you and I. And if you're Jewish and listening to this, then praise God, because Jesus came for you. And we see that right in 16 where he says, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Doesn't that speak to family? Doesn't that speak to every single church that, you know, we are one body. And that is the point of this whole podcast, you guys, is to bring the body of Christ together. We are one flock and we have one shepherd and his name is Jesus Christ. And I know some people will look at the churches and and say, you know, well, this is a flock and this is a flock. Okay, well, Jesus kind of just spoke to that. We do have shepherds, our pastors that that lead the church. Amen. And praise God for them because what a gift, what a calling, and what a blessing. But the one flock that Jesus is pointing to in John 10 is his chosen people, you and me. Man, that should just kind of rock our world. I mean, I make mistakes every day. I struggle on a daily basis with this walk with Christ, but there was something that came up at home. We were talking about our favorite uh, passage in the Word of God, and honestly, I had like 16 of them, you know, that overachieving Christian, but (laughs) the Lord just kind of reminded me, like, Joey, this is what I used to break you down that one day. And it's hard to, you know maybe fathom, you know, the Lord breaking us down. But man, the Lord sees our brokenness and uses that. Amen. And so as I'm reading this in my room that night, I start to just cry and and the same spirit that spoke to me to read this had just said, you know my voice, but why don't you listen to it? You know, and I just, I'm laying there in my room and I'm crying and I'm emotional and I feel the love of the Lord just start to wrap himself around me like this tangible able to feel like the atmosphere changed in my room and something broke that day over my life and I believe it was Jesus just relentlessly chasing me down and he used John 10 in my life and I believe that If you go back and you guys just study this, study verses 1 through 20, 
one. I mean, <laughs> go back to 17 real quick. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I, I may take it back again. 18 blows me away. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. For this is what my father commanded. You see, we, we in, in this church world, in these, the pictures that you see in churches of Jesus on the cross, we have made Jesus out to be so weak. And like he was forced to do this. He chose to do this. We just read it in John 10. No one takes my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, period. Meditate on that. That is... That is something worth changing our actions for. That is something we can look at sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again for this is what my father has commanded me I mean man I just I'm gonna close with that (laughs) because I'm already over on time like I usually am for every segment (laughs) amen Lord I just I thank you God, that you are known as the good shepherd. That, Father, (laughs) as we begin to grow and to learn the word of God, that your voice, oh, Lord, that your voice may triumph over everything that is going on in our lives. Every negative thought that is thrown at us, may we combat it with the word of God. May we, in our prayer lives, Take half the time of our prayer and just sit in silence and practice hearing you. And Lord, when you do speak to us, how amazing of an experience that is, may we do something with it. May there be action behind what we pray. May there be action behind what we learn. Amen.